You are listening to Leadership on the Ground, Season 5, The Realities of Leadership. Throughout Seasons 1 through 4, you have learned about the fundamental skills required for leading yourself, leading teams, and leading at the organizational level. Now, we are ready to explore a series of contemporary issues and discuss the pragmatic realities that leaders are challenged with today. Leadership is a skilled profession. If you want to succeed in today's world as a 21st century change-ready leader, you will need to have conscious discipline and be ready to put into practice many of the elements that are talked about here. This series is made possible by the international best-selling book, Leadership Rigor, your guide for achieving breakthrough performance and productivity. And now, here are your hosts, Erica Pietler and Todd Schnick. Good morning and welcome back to our special edition series, Leadership on the Ground, Season 5, The Realities of Leadership. And as always, I'm joined by my friend and colleague, Erica Peeler. Goodness, we've come to the end of Season 5 already. Oh, say it isn't so. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a great conversation, though. Uh, Very timely close to this in Season on, but this episode is about the leadership journey and how it never ends ends. Going to be a very important show. Before we go there, remind our audience one last time about what's in store and why they ought to be understanding the realities of leadership. Yeah, in seasons one through four, you're you're exactly right. We put together the fundamentals that really need to be in everyone's toolbox who wants to genuinely have the discipline to create a leadership practice and advance themselves, advance their teams, advance their organizations. In season five, we're going to put this capstone on the Leadership on the Ground series by addressing the six pragmatic realities that leaders have to be able to embrace and deal with as they evolve and grow and, you know, continue to choose and serving in uh, a leadership capacity. There are probably some fantasies that a lot of people have with respect to leadership, and it's probably different than what it takes to lead today. Leadership can be really at the same time frustratingly hard and surprisingly easy. It can be intensely emotional and irrationally rational all at the same time. So if you're a Ferris wheel ride participant, this is probably not going to be your game because you got to fasten your seatbelt and get ready for the roller coaster. All right. Well, thanks for that, Erica. So, okay. So the leadership journey never ends. I suspect one way to look at that is that leaders today have to be lifetime learners. What do you mean by that? And And what kind of things should they be focused on? Yeah, so lifetime learners, you know, you come into uh, meeting a lot of these when you do work like I do as a leadership performance coach. Lifetime learners, these are the open, vulnerable, curious leaders that always think that their best leadership day is tomorrow, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, that they're always looking ahead. They have humility over hubris. They have that growth mindset. They have that thirst for learning and growing. And, you know, they're wonderful to coach because they're always looking to improve a technique or improve an approach. And they realize that sometimes small adjustments and small changes on a continuous basis can really make a big impact on the ground in real time. Well, I think, in my view, a good leader is one who seeks coaching because that's, that, that's symbolic of the fact that they're trying to understand and learn more and, and grow. Yeah. And so if someone's not willing to do, to get that kind of support and help, then that's, that's, that's a key, isn't it? It is. And, you know, in the, in the title here, you know, the leadership journey never ends. It changes. It changes over time, but it never ends, right? And as a leadership performance coach, I mean, there are times when I have very long engagements with clients, shorter engagements with clients. All are fine. You know, you may have over the course of your career, two, three, four coaches. You may have a series of experiences. The 
challenges, keep having experiences, mm-hmm, right? You know, mm-hmm. don't don't stop. Well, it ties into our conversation a few episodes back on the enlightened leader. I mean, if uh, this speaks to talent too, right? I mean, I'll be honest with you, between you and I, I run my own organization, but should the day ever come when I'm looking to join an organization, uh, I'm not working for someone who's not a lifetime learner. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it feels really exciting to work for a lifetime learner. You know, they're sharing articles that they're reading. They're bringing new language into the organization. They're excited about a tool. Things never get old. There always is a fresh edge to whatever it is that they're doing. And you feel their vibrancy and you feel their energy through their learning. And that's palpable and that's exciting. You know, it goes back to, I want to work in an environment that's evolving and growing and changing. I don't want to work in stagnation. And a leader and that lifetime learner mindset creates a lot of energy around that. Erica, I'm awfully busy. I don't have time for all this. I hear that a lot. I hear yeah. that a lot. You know, I have a day job, Erica. I got to <laughs> I got to like, you know, get the work done. And you know, those to me are just, you know, comments and entry points about people who need to go back to that question and say, but do you really want to lead? Because if you really want to lead, you really want to practice leadership, which means you really want to know what are some of the cutting edge techniques and what's happening out there. So, you know, it's like being a great lawyer or a great doctor. Hey, I went to medical school 15 years ago, but, you know, I'm not updating myself on the latest techniques. I don't think so. You know, leadership is the same way. Bill Gates of Microsoft comes to mind as someone who is one of those guys who is a, who is a lifetime learner. I mean, uh, one of the things I treasure is always seeing his lists of all the books he should be reading. I yeah. mean, that's, that's that example of what you're talking about? Exactly. I mean, you know, you want to be scanning the environment, you know, whether it's for books or for people or for new thoughts, new philosophies. You know, we've been talking a lot this season about this concept of the growth mindset. You know, this is a a groundswell of work from Carol Dweck that's like really taking over the leadership world. And we're all thinking about what is this growth mindset and what does it mean? Research is coming out all the time on not only the neuroscience of leadership, but emotional intelligence, compassion, how all of these things come together, how our brain works. This is a great time to be a leader if you're really curious about learning how to practice this trade. And we want our leaders to be always on top of their game. And one of the ways that they can do this is to not let their learning end. Well, we expect them to be up to speed on trends and new technologies and be aware of uh, the speed of business and all that. This is how they have to do that. This is the work that has to be done to be sure that you are enlightened. As exactly. A leader. They have to be on top of things. And, you know, they have to constantly be willing to take risks and make changes. And, you know, how do you take good risks and how do you make good changes? You're well-informed. You're connected. You understand some of the environmental dynamics. You're reading about things. You're talking to other people who are doing things. And you're trying to make the best decisions on behalf not only of your own personal learning, development, and growth, but your organization's growth as well. I mean, when you stop taking risks, learning, and growing, you put yourself and your organization at risk for complacency and at risk for stagnation. And that's the death of leadership. Mm -hmm. Well, we've been talking about since back to season one, this idea that you have to be a consciously competent leader. And I think it's fair to say that you, you might achieve that, but if you're not careful, you can lose that too. What happens when you do? You know, one is I appreciate what you're saying there because you can lose it. You know, to stay consciously competent is about staying self aware, 
you know, staying alert, looking for those entry points. Remember that consciously competent leader is knowing what to do, how to do it, and why to do it. And when we get too task focused, when we lose our altitude, we go down into the work, we can become unconscious and lose our perspective. And when we do, learning stops. Learning stops for the team, learning stops for the organization. So there's a big risk. And the reality is that the consciously competent leader is able to keep the learning growth and momentum going. The unconsciously competent leader is going to stop their journey, but in stopping their journey, they stop the journey for the organization. So it's a big risk. Mm -hmm. Erica and I will return after this short break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by the new international best-selling book, Leadership Rigor. This groundbreaking book will turn everything you think you know about leadership upside down. Leadership Rigor explores how to achieve breakthrough performance and productivity through leading yourself, leading teams, and leading at the organizational level. Author Erica Piedler outlines for her readers how to become change-ready leaders. Change-ready leaders are capable of embracing challenges with agility and optimism because they have the tools, models, and language to assess, structure, and facilitate solutions. Leadership is a skill that can be learned and practiced. Take the rigor challenge and ask yourself, do you want to lead mindfully and skillfully? Or do you want to subject your teams and organizations to your unstructured thoughts and approaches? The choice is yours. Will you rigor it? You can purchase Leadership Rigor on Amazon or by visiting ericpeedler.com. All right, Touch Nick, back with Erica Peetler. So we expect our leaders to stay on top of the trends and to be leading effective change and all that, but can you go too far? Can you make a mistake and injure the organization by just making change for change's sake? Yes. <laughs> In a word, yes. Hmm. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, that an overzealous leader could do is they can have the change idea and learning of the week and learning of the month, right? right you know, and right. one of the things that is is just as challenging as stagnation is overstimulation, right? right so right. we have to find that balance. A lot of what I try to do with leadership rigor and with uh, the coaching and, and team uh, team development that I do is Try to stay consistent with the learning until you're sure that the learning has really been absorbed and that people can really put it on the ground. And overstimulating or getting involved in too many things too quickly can really distract people. I know in Leadership Rigor, there's a ton of models. There's a ton of stuff. And I often get feedback that says, whoa, there's a lot of stuff here. You know, what I say is, but this is the stuff and we're going to go over it and over it until you're really comfortable with it. But you could go too far. And I think You know, going too far to me is going too quickly and going without a path, right? Ultimately, it's fine to introduce your organization to a ton of material over multiple years. Just be really thoughtful about the sequencing and and how it gets adopted and how you socialize it. But that's a good problem to have. I think uh, if that's the scenario that you're dealing with, that can be fixed, that can be adjusted, that can be tempered uh, if someone's stagnating. Then that's a that's a bigger problem in my view. So, so how do you keep the? I mean, you're talking about this as a leadership journey that never ends. How do you keep it going? Yeah. So, I mean, a couple things. One is there are three words that come to my mind that I think as a strong leader you need to to be mindful of. One is you have to always be in a state of anticipation, anticipating life cycles, anticipating environmental dynamics because that's part of what creates your edge. The second is you always have to be in a state of creation. What is it that you're trying to do here? I mean, structure, process, uh, changes in your culture. What are you trying to create? And then facilitate. 
how do you keep facilitation moving forward, progress, aligned action? We've talked about being change ready. So anticipating, creating, and facilitating to me are three words that I want leaders to write down uh, next to them and just say, that is fuel for me. Those are the words that I want to be associated with the ongoing journey that you're creating here. And if you can keep anticipating, creating, and facilitating, you know you're on the right track. But it's also, yeah, those are great keywords. And, and frankly, I wrote them down because I'm going to keep them next to me. But the leadership journey isn't just more learning of new things. It's not understanding and anticipating new trends. It's not integrating new technologies. It's all that. But there's also the work that has to be done to maintain your credibility to lead, right? I mean, that's part of this journey, too, is is you may get to that threshold. We talked earlier about you may become consciously competent, but you can lose that. Same thing. I mean, you you may develop where you have the credibility to lead, but you can lose it. Trust is a big part of this, too. It is, you know, and, and that equation of trust being a combination of your ability to always speak the truth of where you are and, and be transparent that is about you maintaining credibility. So let's think about this in terms of the reality of a leader that's looking to keep their journey going forward. I want my people to trust me and to know that, hey, listen, I'm reading, I'm connecting, I'm networking, I am traveling, I am meeting with my peer groups. I mean, you can trust in me that I am staying connected to the world at large And I'm staying informed and bringing some of those pieces into the mix. When you see me in the office uh, all the time and not necessarily out and about, you should get worried about me and think, what's going on with Erica? She should be out in the field more. But one of the things to fuel the learning and, and to build the trust that learning is happening, not just with me, through me and through the organization, is what are the ways that I'm engaging in the outside world and then bringing some of that knowledge in. Mm-hmm. But you always have to be making deposits on that. that. That process never ends. The trust deposits never end. You always want to be making deposits on that. And one of the ways that you can keep your journey going and build trust with your organization is, are you mentoring? Are you teaching? Are you uh, volunteering? Are you talking to everyone? The trust that you build in creating your leadership journey and keeping the leadership journey of others going is all about how you're connecting and interacting with each other. And you're right. You know, you can, you can make a misstep and, and, you know, lose trust or you can continue to build trust. Trust is always part of that journey for a leader and they're always making deposits in that bank. Mm-hmm. It's one thing if the leader of the CEO, say, is is a lifetime learner and doing all the things we talked about, uh, any advice and counsel you can share? So if my leadership team is lacking there, I can do some things. I mean, how can I help them kind of get up to speed and, and be practicing this philosophy? On the leadership journey. Yeah. yeah. So to me, I look, that's, uh, that's right in my sweet spot a little bit because one of the things I firmly believe in is as a CEO – taking your leadership team on a structured journey. I mean, most of the work that I do with organizations is literally creating a custom journey for these leadership teams so that I can go in there, learn about them as unique individuals and unique leaders with gaps and opportunities and create a program that can help them accelerate their learning and development and then cascade that to their organization in a broader way. That's a really special way to really structure an ongoing leadership journey. And some of the companies that I've worked with um, have been doing this for many years. When the organization tries to do it on their own, it can sometimes be a little bit more challenging. You know, you have fits and starts. But a structured leadership journey is a great way, especially to take an organization that may not have had a lot of formalized training in the past 
and accelerated through the life cycle of getting to the next phase. And then the journey may change. You know, for me, I go into a company, I may work with them for two years, three years, and they get settled, they get some practices on the ground, and then they go into another way to keep the journey going. But the key is, as a leader for your leadership team, what are you doing structurally, formally, and informally to keep that journey alive for them? All right. Good stuff. Well, that's all the time for today. And that's a wrap on season five of Leadership on the Ground, the realities of leadership. Erica, should anyone have any questions, how can they contact you, learn more, and get a copy of your book, Leadership Rigor, which in fact was the inspiration for this entire series. Yeah, thank you for that. Leadership Rigor can be uh, gotten on Amazon.com. Feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at Erica Peetler or check out my website at EricaPeetler.com. All right. Well, thanks for that, Erica. And as per usual, another great season. Thanks for making this entire volume of work possible and always a real pleasure and a real honor to collaborate with you. Really, really enjoyed this. This was really a wonderful piece of work and I know that a lot of people have really appreciated it. So I really want to thank you. Well, the pleasure was mine. Uh, All right. Well, that's a wrap on leadership on the ground, but probably not the last time you'll hear from Erica and myself. Uh, more to come on that down the road. So on behalf of myself and my co-host, Erica Peetler, Todd Schnick signing off from season five and the complete leadership on the ground collection. Thanks again for listening and good luck to all of you.